It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Today, I will be speaking with Jeannie Ives, who has served three terms as an Illinois state representative and has demonstrated not only a willingness to lead on difficult issues, but also an insightful understanding of policy. I might say a policy wonk. In 2018, she ran a close race against uh, the Illinois incumbent Republican Governor Bruce Rauner, and today she is running for Congress in Illinois' 6th District. Jeannie, I really wanted you on the show. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Well, thank you for having me on, Rich. Uh, We might as well just make it clear to our listeners, I'm an advocate for this campaign and uh, really, really excited about what you're doing. So I just want to get in right away. We're going to run out of time before we can possibly get through the things that we want us. Tell us about yourself. Why are you running for Congress? Well, elections are about the future. And I've been through a few elections. And I tell you what, I have sat down in Springfield and watched politicians put in policies that do not help our economy, do not help women feel more secure in their home, do not offer uh, constituents the choices that they deserve to have in their life, especially considering that we are America, where we believe in individual rights, we believe in people making up their own decisions for their lives. And so I've seen what it takes to put policy in place. And it all matters. Who you elect matters. And that's what people need to understand. Your vote counts, that politicians create different policies. And I'll tell you what, The Congress that is in place right now do not have serious policy ideas about some of our most pressing problems, which includes keeping this economy on a great trajectory. It includes making health care affordable. It includes securing our border and making sure we have a strong national defense. They have no policies, ideas at all. And so if you change out the politicians, you get different policies. And that's why I'm running. Well, let's go back. I want to go into those three policies that you just raised. But before, tell us a little bit about your background. Why can you do this? Well, you know what? I I honestly think that there's a a lot of people can do the job, but will they do it uh, first? And do they want to do it? Uh, Because politics now is very divisive, right? (laughs) There's a lot of name calling that goes around. And so you got to have a certain strength about you. And uh, for whatever reason... Look, I have an economics major from West Point. I served six years in the act, on active duty. I'm a mother of five children. Um, and I think the, the strongest of all of those is really the fact that I'm a mother of five children. Um, <laughs> being so, the father of six, I totally understand that. There, yeah. There's a lot that goes into really caring for a family. And practical mm-hmm. sense, in a way. That, uh, just down to earth, what that's do people right. need? That's right. And, and you're always concerned about your children and their future, and that's what you're focused on. At the same time, you know that you have to manage a family budget. Uh, you know, I also worked uh, doing taxes and bookkeeping for small businesses and individuals, so I understand that element of it, too. I served on Wheaton City Council. I served in the state legislature. I have a long policy background. 
and I cared enough to ask the right questions. And one of the biggest things that you have to be concerned about with whoever you elect is, do they have the courage to actually stand up and speak on your behalf? Because it's very easy to be a backbencher in politics, to not say anything, not make any waves, don't question people in committee, and that gets you nowhere. Because then you're not really representing the people, and you're just, you know, and and they deserve to be represented. And so uh, Jeannie, political I don't think, courage is hard. I don't find. think anyone can accuse you of not having political courage. We we certainly saw that in the the governor's race, and and uh, just in your your time down in Springfield. Uh, sometimes it was a lone voice, and it was actually your voice doing it. So that's one of the reasons I'm really excited about your campaign. All right, you Thanks. gave. You gave me three issues that you really thought were uh, significant. First one was jobs and economy. What are, you, what are your plans? Why is that important? Look, uh, because it matters to people on, on an individual area. If you don't have a job, you are very distressed. It can create a lot of financial problems for a family. And women want financial security probably above all else. They really are concerned about that because if you lose your job, guess what goes next? You don't have health care. You don't have a way to pay for your kids' sports programs. We have got to keep people employed. And in the state of Illinois, we've seen what happens when politicians go a different direction, when they hike taxes, businesses flee, when they put in more government regulation. It's another reason for businesses to just jump across the state line. We can't have that happen. And while Illinois sits as Illinois is, what we need to do at the national level, which is why I'm running for Congress, is keep this economy growing. Keep the de deregulation that Trump has put into effect in process. And by the way, we need to keep our energy sector really strong. The fact that we are energy independent in America, the fact that you don't see uh, $3 gas largely in Texas just two weeks ago when I was there for my son's wedding, it's a buck eighty-four. I mean, this is what's keeping the economy going. We have lots of energy is a master resource. We have to keep our energy uh, um, economy going so the rest of us can continue to have the jobs and the industry that we need. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MalkBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, I'm speaking with Jeannie Ives, former Illinois state representative who is now running for Congress uh, for the Illinois 6th District, and we're talking about policy. Uh, we had talked a little bit about jobs and economy. Uh, I take it that's your number one issue right now that you're working with? Well, it's not just my one, number one issue. It's really when you when you poll people, when you talk to folks, that's the number one thing that they're concerned about. They, they want to make sure that they have a job so that they can continue to provide for their family. Another issue that's big, and you've already raised it a little bit, is, is uh, health care, isn't it? Yes, and that, there's a positive and a negative to this one. First of all, we need to do something for, for health care costs. There's no doubt about it. So uh, the, the, I, I have uh, actually endorsed the Republican Study Committee. You can read about it on my website. That's genieforcongress.com. That's my official website. But those are free market ideas that help bring down costs and introduce competition to the marketplace. You know, Trump is right. We need transparency on prices. The flip side of this, though, is where the Democrats want to take you. They want government control over your health care. So under Obamacare, it was like you couldn't keep your doctor. That became sort of the tagline, the, the little pun at the end of it, right? Well, under their current, the way that they want to go now, though, it would be you couldn't keep your employer health plan. You couldn't keep your insurance company, you you know, and so they want total government control of healthcare. That's absolutely the wrong direction. You know, you say that, and and I'm um, 
thinking about actually the policies. I'm I'm hearing uh, the former vice president, and I'm hearing uh, Mr. Obama himself actually saying, "No, these health care plans they're proposing aren't a good idea," and that's after the the plan that they brought in. So if that wasn't a good idea, I can I can't imagine what it's going to look like if if the Democrats were to Im- implement their health care plan. Well, they want to go th- and then on top of it, every single presidential Democrat candidate raised their hand and said, "We're happy with illegal immigrants who have just recently come across the border to get free health insurance." via the taxpayer that that's wrong and and everybody knows it so we've got to do something on the healthcare front as well to give additional access protect people with pre-existing conditions and uh also bring down drug prices and we've got plans to do all of that all right so so let's take that third topic which is the border that's also something that's uh pretty important in your campaign Tell us more what you're thinking. Well, the border is, is it's much more of a broader issue of just physical security. And, uh, and, and that includes, um, you know, the gun violence that you've seen, whether it's in Chicago, whether it's, it's spilling over into the 6th Congressional District. You're starting to see some of these carjackings happen out in, in the western suburbs where I live. Uh, so it's this idea of security. And it's also the idea of rule of law. And that's, that's part of what this is all about. People, exp- uh, Americans, abide by the rule of law. People in the 6th Congressional District, we follow the rules. We follow the laws. And yet it seems like offenders, repeat gun offenders, get off yet to just go ahead and murder the next week or the next month. And we can't have that. And so same thing at our border. We need to stop human trafficking, stop the sex trafficking, stop the drugs, illegal drugs from coming across, stop illegals who have are felons coming back across the border. And so security is really an important issue. And what would you do with security? Um the Trump administration has been thwarted uh, in the courts and legislatively with regard to that. What would you do? Well, he's actually had some wins at, uh, as well, though. Uh, he's been able to keep the the migrants on the other side of the border in Mexico as they seek asylum and have those adjudicated. So I think that was a good deal that he did. He's been able to cobble together border money for a border wall from other buckets of money, and that has been upheld by the court system, that he has the ability to move that around. So I think it's a combination. The first thing to deal with border security is actually to secure the border in multiple ways. And I'm not the expert on that, but there's plenty of other people who have ideas to do that. But 40% of the illegal immigration comes through visa overstays. So we have to have a secure way of finding out who those people are and sending them back to their home country. If they want to come here, they can come here legally. We're a very generous nation. We let a million immigrants in legally every single year. That's more than any other country. In fact, it's collectively more than all the other countries combined let in. So I'm hearing that a major theme in your campaign then is security, whether it be financial or it be health care or it be border security. Am, am I accurate on that? You, you are accurate on that. I mean, let's face it. I'm, I'm a mother. Uh, and um, I'm a woman, and women, th- that is something that really resonates with women overall. We want to be financially secure. We want to be physically secure. We want to be uh, emotionally secure in our, in, in our relationships with others. And so we tend to care about relationship building. And I think that, um, I, I think that that's, that's what I bring to the table. I bring that sort of perspective. Coming up, we will talk further with Jeannie Ives, former Illinois state representative about running for Congress in Illinois' 6th District. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. 
I'm David Smith, Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, an independent nonprofit ministry dedicated to boldly bringing a biblical perspective to public policy. Here at IFI, our mission is to support traditional family values, defend biblical truths, and uphold Christian morals. We consider Mauk and Baker our allies in this mission, and we are proud to support them in their legal endeavors. Mauk and Baker is a law firm that upholds Christian beliefs, putting God first. If you ever find your religious liberty and rights as a person of faith under attack, you can trust the attorneys of Mauk and Baker to fight for you. Mauk and Baker has a team of Christian lawyers who seek to achieve justice and advance the gospel through their work. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at maukbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney with a law firm of Mauk and Baker here in Chicago, and we serve churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, I'm speaking with Jeannie Ives, former Illinois state representative, but current candidate for the 6th District for Congress. And we've been talking about policy and we've been talking about, well, the thing that I'm talking about is, Jeannie, why are you running? What, you know, where are we going with this? But before I do that, give us... A bit of a definition. Where's the 6th District? What are your borders? So it's a carved out gerrymandered district, as most of them are in, in Illinois. But For our listeners, what do you mean when you say gerrymandered? I mean that it's been, it, Mike Madigan has drawn the map so that he can make this district more conservative, so the districts around it are more democratic, so that he can pick his voters rather than the voters picking who they want elected. So this district was, first of all, uh, ri- you know, drawn up in 2012. And that was the first time it was used. It was drawn up for conservatives. There's been a lot of demographic shift, though, into the 6th Congressional District. We're a very generous district. It's a safe district. Our schools operate really well. We have lots of well-funded not-for-profits that help people out. So you've had a demographic shift into this district. And they, they are bringing their voting patterns with them. So it has moved less Republican or less conservative, even though the towns are run by still largely Republican mayors and Republican boards. So you get really good uh, value for your tax dollars for the most part. And so people are moving into this for this, but they're bringing their voting habits with it with them. And they need to really understand, look, you got to pay attention to what you're voting for. And if you want big government, uh, you're going you're gonna to pay for it with massively new taxes and less control over your life because they will control you if you put in big government. So I want people to understand that. But it wraps around from Hinsdale through the western suburbs up through uh, the north part of St. Uh, St. Charles, South Elgin, wraps around into Cary and Gilberts and uh, Crystal Lake and uh, Algonquin and Dundee and oh, way over then to Lake in the Hills, Lake Zurich, Palatine. So it's this carved out sort of sea district. That's a huge territory you're yes. covering right now. And and yes. and. Lots of different groups in that ter- mm-hmm. territory. So tell me a little bit. So you're out there polling. I know your level of energy, so I yes. can't keep up with you. But at any rate, and I can't keep, I can't even keep up with your emails, by the way. So um, what are you, what are you finding? What are con- constituents saying with regard to what's important? Well, uh, let's start with what they're saying is not important, and that's climate change. 
And Sean Caston, who is the current congressman uh, on a WGN radio interview last year, said that his top three priorities are climate change, climate change, climate change. So, but um, the district's not concerned about that. They really are not. Uh, and they don't like the fact that Sean Caston votes 100% with Nancy Pelosi, 100% of the time. I mean, she, she represents San Francisco. How can you vote 100% with Nancy Pelosi and think that you represent DuPage County and, and Kane and, and Algonquin, for heaven's sakes? It's not true. So they're not concerned about that. They are concerned about jobs in the economy. And why is that? And taxes. They're absolutely concerned about taxes. And it, I think it scares the hell out of them that we have a graduated income tax uh, on the on the ballot in November. That is a reason for people to show up in November. Vote against that referendum. Vote no on a tax increase because it's going to trickle down to you. It's not just for the wealthy. So they are tired of paying high taxes, property taxes, income taxes, they feel taken advantage of, quite frankly, and they're not getting the services that they deserve. So taxes, budget controls, and the economy. It's always the economy. If they have a job, then they can help, then they can you know, pay the taxes. But many of them are making choices to leave, leave the 6th Congressional District for better opportunities outside of the state. And that is sad because we have a great district full of lots of enterprising people. You know, uh, Jeannie, it's almost as though you're still a state rep the way you're representing. It's 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 even though we're talking Congress, you're still talking local and you're still talking care for Illinois, which for uh, as a representative here uh, it, it locally for three, three terms, I believe. Three it was. terms, Yes. Um, you kind of know Illinois politics and and I'm still hearing even in your going to Washington, there's still a concern for Illinois politics. There has to be because you know what? You cannot double down on the bad policies that, that created the, the worst fiscal state in the union is the state of Illinois. The highest um, tax burden per taxpayer is in the state of Illinois. The lowest credit rating is the state of Illinois' credit rating. You can't take all the bad policies that have created this problem in the state of Illinois and then level them up to the federal government and think you're going to come out healthy. You're not. And so part of me going to Congress is to stop what Sean Caston wants to do. He has said, we have him on tape saying that you're greedy if you don't want to pay more taxes for universal health care. Universal health care gives you no choice. It's government choice. That's not what women in this district want, want. That's not what men want. And so they want more government control of your life. I want more freedom in your life and less taxes, less government intrusive. And so why I talk about Illinois is because it serves as a perfect example of what not to do at the federal level. And so that's why we can't be putting in Green New Deal policies that would deindustrialize our sixth congressional economy. It would have you'd have rolling brownouts if they had it their way uh, using wind and solar. That's not possible yet to do that. You would have um, Medicare for all, which means Medicare for none. That's not where we're, where we're going. Massive new taxes and lot more, lots more government programs. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Jeannie Ives. Uh, who is currently running for Congress in the 6th District here in Illinois. Um, Jeannie, you know, a question that I always ask, and sometimes, you know, we throw up our hands in despair. It's like um, Washington just seems to be so foreign. Um, and so my question is to you, oh, you're one person, you're one vote, you're one, one congressperson. What's the big deal? What can you do? Well, when I served in the state legislature, I was one person too, one voice. And I'll tell you what, my one voice 
oftentimes killed really bad legislation on the House floor because I had the courage to stand up and speak against that bill. And in some cases, I was the only person who spoke against that bill. And I killed the idea that illegal immigrants deserve taxpayer-funded grants to our higher education institutions. I killed that until I passed it last last, uh, session when I wasn't there. Um, I killed the pension skip bill for Chicago public schools in 2013 as a and freshman. What, what was the, uh, that bill? I, I don't that bill, that so for 13 years, uh, Chicago, uh, pen, uh, the C- Chicago public schools had asked not to pay into their pension plan. And for 13 years, they got away with it. They tried it again in 2013 for three more years because they didn't want to pay the you know 600 and some million dollars that they had to pay because they wanted to use it for other things. Uh, and uh, this is how we got in the pension problem, by the way, is not paying in when we should be paying in. And so I knew it was a bad idea, and I, I read the sponsor's words back to her where she had said the same thing, that it was the worst vote that she ever did was to take a pension skip vote, and the bill died. So the courage of one voice, an articulate voice who knows the facts, can defeat bad legislation. And it also can elevate the conversation within the caucus. And I hope to serve in the majority so that many of the good ideas that I have can be presented and actually come become laws. Um, part of your uh, campaign is to uphold the Constitution. That sounds like a grandiose idea. What are you talking about when you say that? Yeah, no, I know. It's it's just like we, we like to talk in concrete terms, but that means that, you, you know what, that your First Amendment religious liberty rights are protected. So all the Democrats voted for a really bad bill called H.R. 5, and that H.R. 5 would destroy religious freedom for health care workers, for churches, for private schools. It would basically say that you either have to adhere to their ideology at the top of the ticket on on moral issues of um, transgenderism, sexual orientation, things like that, or else you're just going to pay fines and eventually be put out of business. That's not what we're about. That's a concrete example of how why we as a moral and religious people, and that's how we were founded in this in this country as freedom of religion, where you can practice your faith in the marketplace. Uh, those are things that they want to usurp. And so I'm a constitutionalist that way. I believe in uh, the the, the Constitution. I believe in religious liberty. I believe in personal responsibility. I believe in property rights. And I defended people who had issues uh, at the in, at the state level where uh, their property rights were being usurped. So uh, I think I believe in all of that, and I think that's what it means to be a constitutionalist. There's there's a a lot to unpack in what you yes. just said, and it, really, it's to uphold the rule of law. That's right. Uh, also, it would be the separation of government, because I think you're for a smaller rather than a larger government from everything I keep hearing. And And government at the right level. Should the federal government be involved in some of the things that they're involved in? Is it best served up at the local level to make decisions? And of course, government that is closest to the people is the best government of all, because then you can be actively involved in that. And I want to harken back to this statement by Don Willett, who who's, who did an editorial uh, opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal about 18 months ago. And he said, look, citizenship is not a spectator sport. He's absolutely right. As Americans, we are called to be invested in our government and in, 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 in citizenship. And so people need to be involved and understand everything. 
Jeannie, I'm running out of time, okay. but I want to give you the opportunity. If people want to get involved or find out more about your campaign or get involved with it or donate or all those sure. things, how do they do it? Sure. The easiest way to get involved in our campaign is to go to our website, genieforcongress.com, and you can sign up to get a yard sign, sign up to volunteer. Uh, and there's a number of ways you can volunteer. You can donate online right there. We, you can also mail a check. Uh, so you can read all of my policy issues all of my press releases, we've hit a number of issues over the last eight months on policy. If you read through that, you're going to get a real sense of who I am because I don't hide who I am. And it's not just a bunch of talking points. It's all very detailed and specific about why I'm running. And you'll get a sense of me through looking at my website, genieforcongress.com. Thank you, Jeannie, for being with us. If you have a legal need or a question and want a perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. You're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.